0: Hello everybody, welcome to the Pro Football Show for this Tuesday, March 17th. I am Chris Landry. It has been a long and very active day throughout the NFL. Got so much to get to. In fact, I'll say off the top, there's no way we can get to to all the transactions that took place. And as I am taping this show at... Well, let's see, it's 11.30 Eastern time, 10.30 my time, and I can tell you that there are going to be a few more transactions still that are going to take place tonight, particularly on the West Coast. And when I say transaction, deals that are agreed to, these deals can't be made official until the start of the league year on Wednesday. Um, But we're going to hit on some of the – the highlights of the day, and go through a number of things, and get you up to date on uh, some things that could be on the on the horizon for Tuesday. Um, I would also be remiss if I didn't check in on each and every one of you. Thank you for listening. Hope that wherever you're listening to this podcast, you are safe. You are protecting yourself, your family. Obviously, we've got a very difficult situation going on uh, around the country from a um, health scare standpoint with the coronavirus. Just know that uh, it's always smart to listen to the experts in the field, the health experts, and maybe it's time to put the political thoughts aside and, and do what's best, what's smart, and uh, pay attention to it. Is It's likely going to get worse. And uh, I mentioned this on the college football show that I also taped tonight. Um, that's um, on Monday night as you're listening to it on Tuesday morning. For the first time, I have real concern. And this is not that important in the grand scheme of things, I know. But I have real concerns about this football season being played or being started on time. There's no way to know that. Um, But it certainly sounds like it's going to get a a lot worse for maybe a lot longer before it gets better. So we'll get through it, but not without some trials and tribulations, I am sure. Anyway, let's get into what's been a big day. I want to thank the folks at 401k Generation for sponsoring this podcast. Uh, As they do, they are a valued member of our family and they can help you, guide you, and calm your fears through this very difficult time, which, which has caused a lot of strife in financial world investments. That's what their expertise is, money management, investments, making sure that you're on track to your financial goals. The great folks at 401k Generation is who you need to reach out to today. Call Eddie Rojas and his team of finance professionals at 1-866-998-5879, 1-866-998-5879. Call or text at that number. They're licensed in all 50 states, so they can help you today. I uh, want to remind you to, we will be doing uh Well, continuing to do our college podcast each and every day this week, but maybe a little bit shorter. News may be a little bit light, although there's always a lot of things to react to uh, in terms of film room notes. But due to the nature of so much activity going on in the NFL, the podcast may be a little bit shorter than normal. But you can sign up for all of them at Landry Football's conference call, and we encourage you to do so. As I mentioned, Tons of information on LandryFootball.com. you want detailed analysis of all these moves. you want a lot more moves than we can get to that maybe you missed. A recap. Everything. We got it all for you at LandryFootball.com in our NFL notebook. So check that out today. We've got our scouting season offer. Also a great time to know where these players have graded this past year. You want to know, and I've been saying this for weeks, haven't I? Yes, we've got a position-by-position grade of every player in the NFL. Um, So you know how they graded this past football season. You know what their value is in the market. And then obviously you can see the free agent uh, post as well that um, tells you what you need to know about where the players stack up on the free agent board. Because it is a fluid situation, you always want to know every player. We had trades today. You got to know, how did Stephon Diggs and Deshaun uh, um, um, Hopkins um, grade out this past year? You you need to know that. You want to know that. Uh, So you, you want to check that out. Uh, and those guys are not going to be on any free agent list. So check that out over at LandryFootball.com today. And certainly we're going to be um, excited about unveiling the draft boards and scouting reports as well coming up. So, look, I don't know where to start. I guess the DeAndre Hopkins is maybe the biggest story of the day in that it was a, um, it's a busy morning that, finally got done, oh, I guess a little bit before noon or late morning. I forget. It's all runs into one now. But the Cardinals acquired DeAndre Hopkins for a fourth-round pick from the Texans in exchange for David Johnson and a second-round pick. Um, so it, it's a big-time deal for the Cardinals to get him, and it is a result of Bill O'Brien and he not seeing eye-to-eye, uh, eye, he and DeAndre, and uh, this has certainly not made the Texans better. Now, let's say this, with the money they had paid with them, it, let's see what the Texan can, Texans can do addressing the receiver position um, in the draft. I think David Johnson's a good back. I think you could have gotten a good back in the draft, but – We'll see what they can do. Uh, they, they're losing a great talent, no doubt. We'll see what they can do, and that, that will certainly ease it a little bit if they're able to find one. That was certainly the big news of the morning. And then, of course, the Niners re-signing Eric Armstead to a five-year, $85 million contract. Um, you know, the, the Dolphins signing Eric Flowers on a three-year contract. Um, the Browns early in the morning agreeing to a deal with Austin Hooper. Um, so those were kind of the big news, uh, of, of the morning. And then of course, before we got started, before the noon Eastern deadline, some tags, um, the Vikings placed the franchise tag on Anthony Harris. Um, the Vikings have some cap issues, but really, really significant there. And later on, they made a move that maybe explained some of it. So the franchise tags are Patriots placed one on, Joe Thune today, uh, which is interesting because he's a guard, and there is a tag, should be a tag for tackles, guards, and centers. There's not. There's one for offensive linemen. So um, the Cowboys placed the franchise tag on Dak Prescott. Um, They lost Byron Jones, but they later in the day um, signed a deal, signed Amari Cooper, uh, re-upped him. The Titans placed a franchise tag on Derrick Henry, the Bengals on A.J. Green, the Steelers on Bud Dupree, the Giants on Leonard Williams, the Buccaneers on Shaq Barrett, and the Chiefs on Chris Jones. The Cardinals put the transition tag on Kenyon Drake. Obviously, they um, let David Johnson go. Um, What's interesting is with the transition tag, Expected to earn around about $8.5 Now, what, what can happen if somebody wants to sign him? then the Cardinals can have a week to match it. But that becomes very complex because the strategy, if you put the, front, the transition tag on a player, let's just say in this case, if a team signs Kenyon Drake, if I'm the Cardinals, they don't match it right away. I wait to closer to the deadline, closer to the week. That way it puts a lot of pressure on a team. If you go ahead and, uh, you know, make an offer early on him, then you basically take yourself out of the market Um, if the Cardinals match it. the the Cardinals, Cardinals don't match it, you've got a week, and then maybe some of the other backs that you like – Or off the market, so it's a little bit risky. That's a deterrent for somebody wanting to sign Kenyon Drake. So we'll see exactly who makes an offer on him because there's a strategical element to it, not just, hey, boy, he's a really good player. The Cardinals have got the edge there because they can manipulate it by waiting the entire week and then signing him at the last minute. So, And then if you want to... If you're a team that likes him, but you also like a Matt Breida or someone else, well, you can go sign one of those guys too. But then if you sign that guy and the Cardinals decide not to match it, then you're stuck with two contracts running backs. That So it's 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 a buyer beware signing if you sign him even though you like him. It's a little bit of a strategy there that I wanted to bring into play. We did mention – and I want to start, because this happened in the morning, and then we'll get into some of the bigger news in the afternoon and in the evening. But the, as we've said for quite some time, the NFL draft will continue as scheduled April 23rd to 25th. Um, but right now, it, it, you know, I expect it to be something that happens electronically. It's going to be on television. It'll be announcing of the picks. We'll have all that. But we're not going to have the fanfare. We're not going to have the public. We're not going to have the crowds as we're not supposed to have being crowds of more than 10 now. If you if you listen to the recent uh, thoughts coming out of um, the health organizations discussing it. So that's the way it's going to play out. The other thing that's intriguing is right now NFL teams are closing down facilities, um, and thoroughly cleaning them and making folks work from home. In today's, think about how bad it would be if we didn't have modern technology. With laptops and whatnot, you can do your work from home, quarantine yourself, and minimize people that are in the building. So you maybe have only essential personnel in the office during this time. Maybe usually people in the personnel department, scouts are on the road, um, you do something like that. Uh, there are going to have to be some decisions made, obviously, with meetings. Might you have uh, video conferencing meetings with scouts at home? You might have to decide to do that. Um, a lot of decisions that need to be made in the pre-draft from a scouting standpoint that you got to figure out. But that's how it's going to play out. There's not going to be any OTAs or mini camps at this point. Um, And as I said, I'm not so sure that we're going to have things squared away enough to have training camps Uh, preseason. We're not there yet. We're not yet talking about how it's going to affect football. But I do thought it was interesting that the NBA announced that or not announced, but Adam Silver was quoted as saying he doesn't think they're gonna have much of a chance to get back on the court to continue the NBA season to earliest mid June. And that that's you know, that would be probably about ten games and then, you know, the finals would be in July. That's if all things go well. It's We're not where at the point where we're talking about it yet for football, but I do think practices, OTAs, training camp, preseason, all are definitely in danger of not being um, something that we're going to be able to get done. Um, some other news that happened in the morning. Uh, the Browns placed a second-round tender on Kareem Hunt. The Packers... Sign right tackle Ricky Wagner, and we'll have the Lions' decision on who they replaced him with. Um, uh, let's see. Um, the Eagles signed Hassan Ridgeway to a one-year deal. Um, trying to get to some of the bigger news that I think were um, – of. And, oh, of course, the Vikings signing Kirk Cousins to a um, a redo of his contract. Uh, Falcons releasing Devontae Freeman. Oh, the Packers signing Christian Kirksey to a two-year, $16 million contract. The The Falcons also releasing Desmond Trufant. Um, and then we got into some of the noon action, but I want to kind of go into some of the news that took place um in the evening as we kind of wind things down. The Bills are signing Mario Addison to a three-year deal, the defensive end, former Panther pass rusher. Word from the Saints, they hope to get a new deal done officially with Drew Brees as early as Tuesday. We'll see. The Redskins have agreed to terms with Kendall Fuller. Uh, They drafted Kendall um, back in the day. He's formerly of the Chiefs. Uh, part of the Alex Smith trade, uh, finished up with the Chiefs this past year. Of course, the big news on Monday night was the Cowboys re-signing Amari Cooper. Still trying to get down into the first. It's $60 million guaranteed. So, it's a um, – obviously, they've got to get Dak Prescott done. They did lose Byron Jones to the Dolphins, more on that in a bit. But they got Amari Cooper, um, and they did restructure the deals of Zeke Elliott and Lyle Collins to get Amari Cooper um, to create some room to get the Amari Cooper deal done. The other receiver trade of the day, it happened Monday evening, the Buffalo Bills acquiring Stephon Diggs and a seventh-round pick from the Vikings in exchange for a first, a fifth, and a sixth round pick uh, and a 2021 fourth round pick. Uh, Stefan Diggs began to, well, he has been um, not on the same page, as we could say, with his coach Mike Zimmer and his quarterback Kirk Cousins. Uh, we know that um, there is, when things like that take place and you have a player that continues to gripe and nip and kind of gnaw at the edges, it it can lead to you making a decision. You can't show it. I hear people almost criticizing that. Wait a minute. The Vikings said they weren't going to trade him. Well, you don't come out and announce it. You don't come out and acquiesce to, well, we heard him complain. Yeah, we're going to see if we can accommodate him. You don't ever want to do that. You certainly take this – no interest in trading him. No interest in trading him. You know, he's – we're committed. He, you kidding me? You've got to be able to get as much value for the players you can. So they're able to get a great deal. Now, for the Bills, you wonder how Stephon is going to deal attitude-wise with the young quarterback and Josh Allen. Uh, but John Brown's a vertical threat, Cole Beasley the threat. You're talking about three wide receiver sets – that can be very impressive now. Um, But a good move for Buffalo. They got a good player for Washington. They got good value in moving on uh, from him. The Seahawks signed Brendan Jackson to a one-year deal. Uh, He was really good in their sub-package role this past year. Um, The Chiefs re-signed Chad Henney in a backup role. Uh, The Seahawks also re-signed Jaron Reed um, to a two-year, $23 million deal, 27 years old. Um, The Bills signed A.J. Klein on the Saints. Three years, $18 million, $9.7 million guaranteed. Um, The Saints not only lost A.J. Klein, but they lost out or they backed out of... Contract negotiations with Jamie Collins, who, formerly the Patriots, signed a three-year, $30 million contract with the Lions. Reunites with Matt Patricia, turns 31. Um, The Texans re-signed A.J. McCarron as a backup. An underrated signing Monday evening was the Jets agreeing to terms with offensive tackle George Fant, formerly of the Seahawks three year thirty million <clears throat> pardon me thirteen point seven million dollars guaranteed uh it's a he's a good player' His best football's ahead of him twenty eight will be twenty eight in July he's made twenty four starts and a uh, number three tackle that's ready to be a quality starter the Raiders um I never felt that they were really in it in the Tom Brady sweepstakes. I, I think this pretty much um, seals it that they're not. They did sign Marcus Mariota as a backup to Derek Carr. Always felt like Derek Carr was a really good option for the Raiders. Um, Mariota is somebody that I think Gruden has always liked as maybe would he envision as the, young, the the another version of a Rich Gannon, a mobile athletic guy that it can groom and he can teach? And we'll see. I think, you know, push Derek Carr, I don't know. Having a guy that's played that can protect the football, that knows where to go with the football, yeah. I Not a guy that's a big-time playmaker as a passer. But it was something we talked about in the, in the NFL Notebook, Couple of weeks ago, for those of you that members uh, members of LandryFootball.com, you've been you were tipped off on that, and you kind of know that that's where the Raiders were likely headed more so than Brady. I don't think they're in the Brady uh, conversation. Which, by the way, the Buccaneers are definitely interested. That's not news. We've talked about that. The news is if Tom Brady is interested in the Bucks. I don't believe the interest. With the Bucks is that strong, but you gotta have those options. I still think it's probably New England, but how much less will he take with New England? Um, as I said on Monday show, how does that conversation go? There's not a lot of options. I still think the Colts are in it, but they're probably more likely to get a deal done with Philip Rivers. Stay tuned on Tuesdays to see if that takes place. Um, if not, then then you know we'll, we'll see. I think that that's that's one to look at, and the Chargers are one that makes some sense for Brady. I don't know that it makes as much sense um, for if from Brady's standpoint that he would be that interested in the Bucks. But if the Chargers say, "Look, we're going with Tyrod Taylor and going to draft our young guy. We're not spending the money on Brady." And if the Patriots just say, "We're going in a different direction, perhaps make a trade, um, well, what you know, it starts to eliminate the options. And the, say, the coach get it done with Philip Rivers, then who knows? You could be left standing with the bucks as the only option. I know that sounds crazy. When we're talking about Tom Brady, I think there's a market. But, I, you know, if you start to look at it, there's not a whole lot where I would sit there and say, yeah, that's it. Um, <clears throat> late on um, Monday night, the Broncos are in discussions with DJ Reader. Um, they could use interior line help, and so they're working to get a deal done with him. Um Also late Monday evening, uh, the Texans just got this in. The Texans are signing veteran wide receiver Randall Cobb. It's a three-year deal worth $27 million, 75 guaranteed. So they get a receiver. Obviously, they're losing uh, um, Hopkins, and uh, they get uh, with Amari Cooper staying, Randall Cobb, which I know uh, Mike McCartney was interested in uh, reuniting with. Uh, he is off to the Houston Texans. Um, the Lions are signing former Bears defensive lineman Nicholas Williams He's coming off the six-sack season um, this past year. The Texans signed Eric Murray, uh, formerly of the Browns, a three-year, $20.2 million contract. The Eagles agreed to terms with Javon Hargrave, formerly of the Steelers, on a three-year, $39 million deal. The Dolphins were able to get Kyle Van Noy. The Dolphins were very active today. Uh, signing the Patriots to a four-year, $51 million contract. $30 million of that is guaranteed. A little bit perplexed by the Bears' signing of Jimmy Graham, two years, $16 million. Um, boy, they've got a ton of uh, free agents, uh, tight ends on their roster. Um the Ravens agreed to terms with Michael Brockers, formerly of the Rams, a three-year, $30 million contract. Uh, they got Calais Campbell, Michael Brockers. Um, you know, Michael Pierce is expected to leave Baltimore. So their new front, you're going to have Campbells, Brockers, and Brandon Williams along with Matt Judon. So um, the Panthers agreed to terms with Stephen Weatherly, formerly of the Vikings, on a two-year, $12.5 million contract. Um the Cardinals extended a uh, second-round tender on kicker Zane Gonzalez. Um, the the Jets, by the way, were really in the Calvin and sweepstakes, but the, the Dolphins were really aggressive. They got Byron Jones earlier in the day. Um, the Redskins signed Wes Schweitzer, um, formerly the Falcons, on a three-year $13.5 million deal. Uh, the Byron Jones deal is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, Five-year, $82.5 million. It, it, to know exactly the details, we've got to wait for it to come through the league office to break it down uh, because a lot of it is funny money, but it will make him the highest-paid corner uh, in the history of the league. Um, the The Dolphins also signed Clayton. Um, gellum uh, who's a really good special teams player, twenty seven years old. The Giants get to one of their own. Dave uh, Gettleman gets one of his former guys. Guy he drafted Carolina, James Bradberg, formerly of the Panthers on a three year forty five million dollar deal, twenty seven years old. The top one of the top free agent corners on the market, along with Byron Jones. Um, long lanky, six one, two twelve, lots of experience, played um Number one wideouts in the NFC South. When you think of the Bucks, good receivers and Michael Thomas and Julio Jones, so good move for them. Uh, the Titans re-signed Dennis Kelly to a three-year, twenty-one million dollar contract. Uh, they needed to replace Jack Conklin, who's uh, off to the Browns. A little bit more on that, um, a little later. Um, let's see what else. Um, the Broncos. Agreed to terms with uh, Graham Glasgow, the center, uh, formerly of the Lions, on a four-year, forty-four million dollar contract. He's played center and guard. Um, Connor McGovern, center, and Ronald Leary the the uh, the Broncos. Both of the Broncos are free agents, so he'll take over the center spot. And um, so it's a it's a good interior need position for them. The Browns. Listen, they went out and signed Austin Hooper more on that in a second, but they signed former Redskins quarterback Case Keenum on a three-year, $18 million contract. That's $10 million in guaranteed money, uh, backup quarterback, and nine-year veteran, um, somebody that Kevin Stavansky is coached, believes in. So it's a message to, listen, Baker Mayfield's their future, not Case Keenum. But if Baker doesn't play well or he doesn't act right and he doesn't play with the level of maturity, they've got another option. So it's interesting to see how this will play out. The Lions uh, obviously lost the tackle. They signed Halepuvati Vayata, five-year, $50 million. A lot of people are surprised. It's going to be a starting right tackle. I'll just say this. Check out LandryFootball.com, where he graded this past year, among the tackles. Important to know that information. You listen to the guy. Who? what, very, very many people do their homework. Study tape. And know how to study tape. Not a bad sign. Now the contract itself. Pricey. But. Underrated player. Saints. Got a deal done with David Onimata. Really good deal. 27 years old. And he's become a. Big-time talent on that defensive line. The Giants made a strong push. Been making a strong push for Blake Martinez. Need some linebackers. Um, the Packers, as well as uh, they're trying to make a run at J- Jadavion Clowney. Nothing's done there. Um... The Browns, of course, started off early in the day with a big signing with Jack Conklin, formerly of the Titans, to a three-year, forty-two million dollar contract. Uh, top tackle on the market, um, thirty million dollars guaranteed. Um, so good for him. Um, and and obviously, the day started off with with the Hooper. We'll get to that in a second. But so it's a good day for the much-needed improvement around Baker Mayfield for the Browns' offense. Broncos signed Trey Marshall to a one-year, $660,000 contract. Uh, As I mentioned, the Giants are in pursuit of Martinez and Clowney. Um, The Steelers did some releasing and restructuring. They restructured Vance McDonald's contract. Some people thought they might cut him. They converted $5.5 million of his base salary to a signing bonus. Um... The Saints re I know it's not really big news, but the Saints re-sign um, their long snapper Zach Wood, former former SMU defensive end. Man, it's a it's a four year contract includes a seven hundred thousand dollars signing bonus. Okay, it's a uh, you know it's it's quite a bit of money. Be a millionaire being a deep snapper. Pretty good gig if you can get it. Uh, the the Redskins re-signed John Bosick to a two-year contract worth $5 million. Um Of course, the big news is the Colts acquiring DeForest Buckner from the 49ers in exchange for the 13th overall pick. So the Niners are back in the draft business at 13. Don't, Derek Brown and um, Javon Kinlaw is not going to be there. But there's obviously a lot of people think that they might. But those are two big-time talents that um, that it'll be interesting to see at 13 who's going to be there. There'll be a really good player. Will they go defensive line? Again, that's been their mantra. The Panthers released Colin Jones. The Vikings signed their punter, Britton Colquitt, to a three-year, $9 million contract. The Buccaneers re-signed Jason Pierre-Paul, JPP. Um Two-year deal worth $27 million. Um Good leader for them. Good for them. The Rams are shopping Brandon Cooks and are shopping Todd Gurley. Now, they're not going to be able to release him, Todd Gurley, because it's going to accrue about $25 million in dead money. And trading him's not going to be realistic because, A, no one's going to take on his contract, and B, I don't think the Rams are going to be in a position with their cap situation to take on a lot of that money. So uh, I don't see it happening, but there's a reason why they have put it out there that they're trade that they're interested in trading him, um, and I don't know. I think that he's going to be too costly to keep the Bears um, too costly to release that they're probably going to have to keep. The Bears are quarterback shopping. Bridgewater is not likely to happen. Andy Dalton, probably not. Nick Foles, costly. Will the Jags eat some of the money? It's interesting to see. Um, we've t- Ramon Foster announced his retirement with the Steelers today. The Falcons, after losing Cooper, they. Um, They traded um, with the Ravens to acquire Hayden Hurst. Uh, The Ravens also traded a fourth-round pick in return for the Falcons' second and fifth-round picks. So um, Hurst is solid. Um, He worked behind Mark Andrews and Nick Boyle. He's a a backup tight end. Um, He's a little more athletic than Austin Hooper. Uh, He could be a decent player for them. He'll have to start for him, but not quite as good as Hooper. Shaq Lawson uh, was another one of the early uh, morning signings by the Dolphins. Three-year, or mid-morning, three-year, $30 million contract did uh, Shaq Lawson get done with the Dolphins. And and, uh, Austin Hooper was, um, again, one of the first deals. I think the first deal may have been the first deal that we got coming across with a four year forty four million dollar, including twenty three million dollars guaranteed with the Browns. It's the highest paid tight end in the league, Hunter Henry, the franchise tagged. Um so, um that was the uh big news. Now it it appears that maybe we're close on the Colts potentially getting a deal done with Phillip Rivers. But again, I think we're waiting for the domino to fall with Tom Brady. I mean, there's there's Tom Brady, then there's Phillip Rivers, there's Bridgewater, and then we're going to work our way down the line. Uh, the Cowboys earlier in the day signed Blake Jarwin to a three-year, $24.25 million contract extension, gets $9.25 million guaranteed. The Raiders signed former Bears linebacker Nick Kwiatkowski. Um, the Saints, as we said they would weeks ago, extended a first-round tender, to Taysom Hill, restricted free agent, so he's not going anywhere. And um, that's pretty much the biggest news of the day. Now, what we're looking for in terms of key players that are available on the market, uh, that we're looking for potential news on Tuesday, we don't know that anything's going to come definitely. But at quarterback, again, we're looking at Brady, Domino to fall, or Rivers. Um, Where will Winston go? Bridgewater. We know Mariota's and Keenum's headed off, and that's kind of where that market is. Don't know we're going to see much movement this early on the running back market. I think that's going to come a little later. But out there is, of course, Melvin Gordon, Jordan Howard, Derrick Henry's off the market with a franchise, Kenyon Drake, uh, transition tag. Don't see a, a, an early run on that. Certainly wouldn't uh, advise that. Receivers are Mark Cooper's. Uh, with Mark Cooper gone, the guy to look is Robert Anderson. With Can the Jets bring him back in fold, or will he sign? Really good player there. Um, tight ends. Uh, Obviously, not much there. I mean, you're looking at uh, Tyler Alford, Delaney Walker, just not a whole lot there at the tight end position. Uh, Obviously, um, Balaga and Whitworth at tackle are going to be interesting to watch. That might have some – there's there's not a – there's a good market for that position. There's not as much depth um, at – in the draft at that position. Guards with Glasgow gone. We're looking at Andreas Pete. O'Simile, will he play again? Upati. Not a whole lot there. And the center position, Connor McGovern. Um, not a whole lot there. Ryan Khalil. Defensively, let's look for Jadavian Clowney. That's a name that we need to watch pretty quickly. Uh we'll see if Robert Quinn um does anything. Then then we'll see if a Derek Wolf uh Emmanuel Agba, a McCoy, a Sioux, anything comes with those guys. Defensive tackle, uh with uh, Linville Joseph, Mike Daniels, um Jordan Phillips, Marcel Darius, Ashawn Robinson, linebackers, Dante Fowler, Blake Martinez, Joe Schobert, um Cornerbacks, um with with Jones and Badbury, it Bradbury off the the board, Logan Ryan, um, Desmond Trufant. Jets may have some interest in Prince and Makamura. We'll see. Um keep Talib. Safeties, uh, Von Bell, Tony Jefferson, Jimmy Ward, those are some Haha Clinton Dicks. Um and then, you know, kickers, Greg Zerline, Dan Bailey, Punters, um, not a lot there. Matt Boser, Sam Martin. Uh, if you're looking for a, um, a long snapper, Zach Deossi, uh is is. Uh, but those are going to be later. So let's look at some of the key guys um, that make begin to do deals. So basically, how this works and how it's worked for a couple of years is the tampering window day, which is today, starting at noon. And tomorrow is going to be very busy with quote-unquote agreement to deals, which will go official when the start of the new league year takes place at 4 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday. So there'll be quite a bit of news on Tuesday and Wednesday, and then some of the news will start to, by the end of the week, slow down as this first wave is guys are going to come off the board. Um, Then, um, and and I think it's important, outside of maybe Tom Brady and even to some degree Brady, you know, you you expect these deals to go pretty quickly in these next couple of days because it's going to kind of hold up some of the other deals. So I think we're going to see a domino effect here taking place. And then it's going to slow down a little bit, and then we'll kind of The market will settle some, and we'll start to see some bargains down the stretch. Um, So make sure we've got some updates to do over on LandryFootball.com, so make sure that you check it out. There'll be some news by the time you're hearing this. There have been some late-night news uh, that you want to get caught up on, so you want to make sure that uh, you check on that. And follow me all day tomorrow on Twitter, at Football as my Twitter helpers will help me get news out for you as soon as we can, as soon as we have it. And, of course, we have the details and the analysis over at LandryFootball.com in our NFL notebook. So make sure that you check out that both all day um, as you're following free agency. And, again, you can go back and look at the position boards the grades um, and how these players graded out this past year. That's that's really, really important. So uh, we end up the show with a question from John who asks about why does NFL teams dress 46 on game day when the roster size is 53? Seven players don't dress. Why? Uh, There's not a good answer to that. It's something that the owners have held back on. Um, The answer is when you activate players for game day, they're – Game checks involved when you've got in inactives. Uh, it's basically owners, and it's costly. You think, well, it's the same, but when you have inactives, um, it's less costly, and it's ridiculous, is what it is. Um, every player should be, even in my mind. I, I think you should be able to activate not only have every player on your active roster, fifty-three. I think they should expand the rosters, personally. All 53 should be activated for the game, and you should be allowed to add at least three guys off your practice squad each and every week. Um, But it's a financial issue, and there's really no good reason other than the owners don't want it. We've been fighting that for years. And, look, I I try to explain this to people, and people look at it, and – you know, the the owners are always looking for ways to make money and then save money. And they're not they're not necessarily looking to see what's best for the game or the on field game. So always keep that in mind. Um folks uh reminder to check out Eddie Rojas and the great folks at four oh one K Generation They bring you this podcast. We're so appreciative of what they do. Give them a call. Give them a text today at 1-866-998-5879. They're licensed in all 50 states. They can help you. Uh, Make sure that you're downloading this podcast through Landry Football's conference call. Uh, And check out LandryFootball.com for all the latest information, film breakdowns, free agent boards, scouting reports, um, we feel there's no better place to stay up to date on everything going on around the world of college football in the NFL. We've got it all covered for you uh, from stem to stern, the news, the information, the inside information, the behind the scene talks, um, projecting of what's going on. We keep you up to date on all the latest news and the evaluations. What does it mean? How do they grade out? Certainly, we've got our draft boards and draft room scouting reports. Uh, around the corner getting ready to get up. So, appreciate you. Uh, check out the scouting season offer we got on LandryFootball.com. You're going to absolutely love it, less than $5 a month. So, take advantage of it today. Um, we appreciate you joining us. We know it's been a frustrating time. Perhaps you are uh, held up at home, doing work out of home, um, and uh, hope you get a chance to take advantage of what we provide in terms of this podcast, our college podcast each and every day, as well as the latest news and notes on Twitter at LandryFootball and, again, the notebooks over at LandryFootball.com. I'm Chris Landry. We'll talk to you tomorrow with more information around free agency and much more. Take care, everybody. Be safe.